Amen. Amen. Thank you very much for that lovely singing. Could maybe do that all night without having to listen to me, but thank you very much for that. It's great to be here. Uh, can I just wish us all um, a good and warm welcome to Points Pass this evening. I'm a visitor myself. If you're visiting with us tonight, we do indeed make you welcome in the Saviour's name to our gospel service. Thank Nigel for leading uh, today and for the invitation to be here. It's much appreciated uh, for the opportunity. Um, we're here to tell you, of course, of the precious message of the gospel. It's our gospel service, and we were praying in the prayer meeting uh, just before we came in here. The gospel message, it's not uh, a message to be taken lightly. It's not like any other message you would hear before uh, in your time here on earth. It's a message that can change your life, yes, on the here and now on earth, but it's a message that can change your eternal destiny. So if you're unsaved tonight, if you're not a Christian tonight, you've never had that experience in your life where you gave your all to the Lord Jesus Christ, where you asked him to save you, where you got to the foot of Calvary, well then you listen in tonight, not so much to what I have to say, I'm just a young fella from Coke, I've got nothing much to say, but my Saviour has a lot to say through his word tonight. So you listen to God's word and see what he would have to say even to your heart this evening. We're coming to the Gospel of Luke this evening, please, as we come to the Gospel service. Luke chapter 7, please. Luke chapter 7. And we'll begin our reading this evening at verse 11. Luke chapter 7, beginning at verse 11. This is taking place just as the Lord Jesus Christ is Uh, making his way from city to city. He's just been to Capernaum. I'm sure many of you know the story of when he went to Capernaum and he healed the centurion's servant there. You all um, have heard that verse when the Lord Jesus Christ says, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. So we're just coming just past that moment and the Lord Jesus Christ, he's making his way out of Capernaum and he's coming to this city called Nain. And we're in Luke chapter 7, beginning at verse 11. God's word says, And it came to pass the day after that he, that's Christ, went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him, and much people. Now when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said unto her, Weep not. And he came and he touched the bier, and they that bare him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak, and he delivered him to his mother. And there came a fear on all, and they glorified God, saying that a great prophet is risen up among us, and that God hath visited his people. Amen. And we'll just end there at verse number 16 of Luke chapter 7. Let's just come before the Lord and pray for the gospel service tonight before we go any further. Our God and Father, we bow before thee once again and through the most holy and precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank and praise thee, Lord, for these songs that we can sing, Lord. Surely us who are saved tonight, Lord, we can say along with that hymn, we love to sing of that old, old story of Jesus and his love, Lord. Surely it's a mystery to us tonight, Lord, how the God of all creation, Lord, the one who made all things, the one um, who flung, flung the stars into the sky, Lord, he loved us so much that he would even come down from the glory and splendor of heaven, Lord, to be nailed to that cruel cross and to bear 
the wrath of Almighty God for sinners such as we. Surely it's a great message that we have uh, to give this evening, Lord. We pray, Lord, for any unsaved gathered in uh, in the gathering tonight, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you would do a dealing with them even this evening, Lord. Pray, Lord, that you would even have already prepared their hearts, Lord, to receive this message, Lord. Not a message from me, Lord, not a message from Points Past Baptist, Lord, but a message, Lord, from the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, from the one who came down from the glory and splendor of heaven today for sinners such as we. We thank and praise you, Lord, for those of us who are saved tonight, those of us, Lord, who can go home tonight, Lord, and we can lay our head in the pillow, Lord, with 100% assurance, Lord, knowing that if anything were to happen, we'd be in heaven as soon as as we were in death. Lord, we just pray, Lord, for unsaved souls tonight. We have a hunger, Lord, to see salvation blessing in this place this evening. Lord, we pray, Lord, that anything, Lord, of man, Lord, would be put to the side, Lord, would be hid behind the cross, Lord. We pray, Lord, that nothing else would be seen, Lord, save the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord. So move in this place this evening, Lord. Pray, Lord, that you'd save souls tonight, Lord, and that we would rejoice later on a salvation blessing coming to this place this evening. We pray all of these things in and through the most holy and precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ and for his eternal glory. Amen. Amen. We've just read there this evening Luke chapter 7 and we read through verses 11 to 16 and I want to focus this evening on the subject title if you will if you're taking notes a miracle at the gate. A miracle at the gate. We've seen there a man being led to the gate of the city and a great miracle of course takes place, and this is perhaps maybe a portion of scripture that's not um, as well known to us as others, maybe it's not one perhaps even that you've read before, Luke's gospel is the only place where it is recorded within God's word, and yet I trust tonight it points us very clearly to the Lord Jesus Christ as the only person of salvation, your only hope this evening if you're still yet outside of Christ. And as we come to the gospel service this evening, I just want to look at these few verses that we've read already this evening, and I want to pull out three very simple points tonight that will, I trust, point you to the Lord Jesus Christ as the only Saviour of men and your only hope tonight. I want you firstly to see tonight with me the corruption of the sinner. The corruption of the sinner. We'll read again verse 11 and 12. It says, And it came to pass the day after that Christ went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him, and much people. Now when he came nigh or near to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and much people of the city was with her. To paint a picture for you this evening, Christ, as we've already said, has left Capernaum. He's healed the centurion's servant, and he's making his way into this city Nain. And there's a great crowd following him. I'm sure you can picture it in your mind's eye tonight as the Lord Jesus Christ edges toward the gate of the city to enter there. There's a great throng, a great crowd following him along. Surely by now uh, the, the word had got around of this man, Jesus Christ. This man, Jesus Christ, who was going around, he was um, healing uh, people of their infirmities. The miracle worker This man who had been going around doing wonders in the sight of the people. And many, as we see here tonight in this passage, they had got up and they had went and they had left their homes and they were following the Lord Jesus Christ. They were following him into the city. Many people followed him in the hopes perhaps of catching a glimpse of these miracles that they had heard about. And you know, just before we go any further this evening, that's what we want for you tonight in points past. 
We want you to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. We want you to finally realize this evening that he is your only hope. I wonder tonight, friend, in the meeting outside of Christ tonight, do you realize that in your sin you're on your way to a lost eternity? That soul that's within your bosom, it will live on the lifetime of God and it can only live eternity in one of two places, as heaven or hell. And the simple fact tonight is, if you're outside of Christ, you're on your way to a lost eternity. And yet tonight, praise God, the word gospel, it means good news. We have good news tonight in points past. You heard the joyful singing at the start. We don't sing with a joyful tone for no reason. We have a Savior who is able to save you tonight. A Savior who is able to wash you with his precious blood, make you a new creature in Christ Jesus. I wonder will you make tonight the time in your experience where you come to him. I wonder will you follow Christ this evening. Perhaps you've maybe been to many gospel services before. Perhaps you come here every week. You've maybe sat in the pew and you've listened week after week to the gospel of how the Lord Jesus Christ died for you. Maybe you could come up here, you could recount the message much better than I could. And yet you're still not saved. Why haven't you come to Christ? Why have you not given your life to him? wonder what's holding you back this evening. You know, friend, tonight, whatever it is, it's not worth losing your soul over. Money will run out. Fame will run out. Beauty will fade away, faster for some perhaps than others. But your soul will live on for eternity. But tonight we see here Christ, he makes his way into the city. And as he enters, he sees coming before him this open coffin, this dead man. He's being carried out of the city. Verse 12 says, Now when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out. Death had come to this city. Death had come to this household and he was being carried out of the city. Friend, tonight in the meeting outside of Christ, can I suggest to you tonight that as we look at this first point, the corruption of the sinner, can I suggest to you tonight that you're just like that dead man? You're dead. And you're dead in your sins. You say to me, well, I'm not dead, I'm right here. I drove here, I chose to be here, I got up today, I got my breakfast, I went about my business. I'm not dead, what are you talking about? You're not dead physically, but you're dead spiritually. In the eyes of God this evening, if you're outside of Christ, you're dead. And you're on your way to a lost eternity. You're on your way to hell this evening. I wonder when we speak of that gate, we see this man being carried toward the gate. I wonder could we make that gate a picture of eternity this evening. I wonder tonight in points past, as you've gathered here tonight, maybe you've heard the gospel many times before, but you're like this dead man tonight. You're in your sin. And just like him being carried toward the gate, perhaps tonight you're being carried toward the gate of eternity. I wonder could this be your last opportunity tonight to get right with God. I wonder, will you come to the Lord Jesus Christ tonight? You're just like this man, you're dead. Psalm 51, verse 5, David tells us, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Did you know that we're all born in sin? Before you were even born, just as you were being knitted in the womb by God, 
you were in sin. Destined for hell. Destined for a lost eternity. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. Just like this dead man. The sin that you and I commit tonight, it only leads to one thing, death. If you're outside of Christ this evening, you're just like that dead man. Surely in this picture of this man, we see no hope. No hope. That's you tonight. Doomed, destined for a lost eternity. You say to me tonight, well, I'm not a bad person. I haven't done much wrong. I love my husband, my wife. I work hard. I raise my children. I live honestly. I pay my taxes. I give to charity. How can I be destined for hell? Romans 3.23 All have fallen short of the glory of God. That wee word all, it means you tonight. It means me. We've all fallen short of God's glory. All fallen short of his standard for entrance into heaven. I was speaking in Limavati a couple of weeks ago and in the morning service during the children's talk, I put it this way to the boys and girls. I had an empty Pringles tube. Now one of the men there was very disappointed that there was no Pringles in it. But I had an empty Pringles tube and I stood down from the platform and I got three children to come up and I got them to make a paper airplane. And I held the Pringles tube on one side and they tried to shoot their paper airplane into the Pringles tube to try and get it in. Not one of them got it in. They all missed. But could I suggest to you tonight, just like I suggested to them children in Limavati, that Pringles tube, it represents God's glory. It represents God's standard for entrance into heaven, perfection, absolute perfection. And those paper airplanes, as they fell short of the mark, as they fell short of the target, that's like you tonight. You're outside of Christ. If you're still in your sin, you're fallen short of the glory of God. That's where you are this evening. It's the same with you and I tonight. We fall short. It didn't matter how hard them children tried. It didn't matter that they put their best into the design in their paper airplane. It didn't matter that they were sincere in their efforts. They fell short. That's just like you this evening in your sin. doesn't matter that you're sincere in your life. doesn't matter if you're giving to charity. doesn't matter if you're attending church. You still fall short of God's glory. doesn't matter how much you help your neighbours, how much you give into the church, we still fall short. We're all dead in sin. I read something a while back, I thought it was very good, and I want to share it with you tonight. It goes like this. It says, when God created fish, he spoke to the sea. When God wanted to create trees, he spoke to the earth. But when God wanted to create man, he turned to himself. He said, let us make man in our own image. Note this. If you take fish out of the water, it dies. If you remove a tree from the ground, it dies. If you're in your sin tonight, you're outside of God. 
you're outside of your natural environment and so you're dead. And you're dead in your sin. You're dead spiritually tonight. God is our natural environment. We were made to serve him. He is where you ought to be tonight. It's him that life, it's in him that life exists. And it's in him tonight who we point to as your only hope. It's that uh, song that we sing says, in Christ alone my hope is found. It's in him alone. It's not Christ and charity. It's not Christ and church attendance. It's not Christ and giving money. No, it's Christ alone. He alone is the one we point to. Paul says, For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Sinner friend in the meeting tonight, if you're ever to be saved, if you're ever to find yourself in heaven, it must be through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and him alone. Nothing else. No one else. He alone is able to, to save your dying soul. A lot of men and women in the world tonight and they're trusting in a priest to save them from their sin. But he is as much a sinner as they are. A lot of men and women tonight and they're trusting in the pastor, trusting in the Pope, trusting in the free will offering box. Friend, tonight salvation is found through Jesus Christ and him alone. He is the only Saviour of men. This man here, we've seen he was dead. And you're dead tonight in your sin. What are, you, what are you living for tonight? I wonder what you're living for tonight. What gets you out of bed in the morning? What's holding you back from coming to Christ? Is it money? Many people have fallen into that trap. It'll pass away. Look at the economy ever-changing, up, down, up, down, could crash at any moment. Why would you live for money? Is it youth and popularity? Maybe you say tonight, oh, I'm too young for this Christianity business. I'll have a bit of fun first and, and then I'll see. Folks, tonight youth and beauty passes away. Disappears quickly. Popularity, it fades too. We could remember that prodigal son, how when he had all that money, when he had all those riches, the people surrounded him, and yet when it was gone, so were they. Popularity doesn't last. Don't waste your life for youth and popularity. Maybe it's fame. Maybe you want to go conquer the world. Maybe you want to live the high life, be known by everybody, leave behind an unforgettable legacy. Folks, tonight fame withers away too. There's a very famous band, I'm sure you all know it. This might show your age if you do, maybe keep it quiet. The Beatles. I always keep my mum going about the Beatles. I've never heard of them, I say. But the Beatles were, of course, the biggest band in the world. And they had a member of the band, John Lennon, and he said once that the Beatles were so famous that they would outlast Christianity. He said the Beatles were so famous that they, were, they would be more famous than Jesus Christ. Fast forward to just a few years ago, one of those band members, Paul McCartney, he was performing at some concert. I can't remember what it was. But he was up performing with 
this woman who was a big star at the time. And it was all over the news that young people on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram or whatever, they were commenting and they were putting up uh, messages and they said this. They said, I don't know who that old man is, but she's just made him famous. I don't know who that old man is, but she's just made him famous. This was Paul McCartney in one of the biggest bands in the world. A band who claimed that they would outlast Christianity and yet 40, 30, 40 years later the vast majority of the world don't even know who they are. Fame withers away. Don't live your life for fame. Money is temporary. Youth is temporary. Beauty is temporary. Fame is temporary. Your soul, that's eternal. You tell me what's more important tonight. What are you holding on to this evening? What's holding you back from coming to Christ? You're dead tonight. Dead in your sin. On your way to a lost eternity. But there's only one hope for you tonight and that's Jesus Christ. We want you to come to him tonight. The corruption of the sinner. Secondly, quickly see with me the compassion of the Saviour. The compassion of the Saviour, verse 13 says, And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said unto her, Weep not. We've gotten to the point now where Christ has entered the city. He's just come from Capernaum. He's had a busy day, as it were. He's healed the centurion's servant, and no doubt he's tired, he's hungry. He's maybe ready to call it a day, ready to to sit down and have a bit of a rest. And surely we could say Christ could have easily walked on. He could have took no notion of this coffin being carried out. Could have took a glance and and went on, but he doesn't. He doesn't. He goes over and he has compassion on the woman and he, he comforts her. He tells her, weep not. And you know, that's exactly what Christ wants for you tonight. He wants to show compassion for you. He wants to save you tonight. Wants to wash away your sin. Wants to make you a new creature in Christ Jesus, to give you a hope and a future. The Lord Jesus Christ tonight, friend, he loves you and he loves you so much that he went to Calvary to die for you. Surely we see the compassion of a saviour there. I wonder, can you picture it tonight? Christmas wasn't that long ago now. I wonder, can you picture it, that baby who was born in Bethlehem? I wonder, do you realise tonight that it was Almighty God, the great I Am, The one who is from everlasting to everlasting. He was that little baby lying in the manger. Not in a palace. Not in a throne room. In a stable. And he's not laid in a crib. He's not laid in a bed. He's laid in a feeding trough for animals. That's where he's laid. Almighty God. The one who made you and I. The one who made the starry skies. And yet he's laid in a manger. What humility we see you there tonight. This is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and yet he stoops so low for who? For you and me. Guilty, hell-deserving sinners. Why? Because he loves you. And he grows up, he goes about doing his father's business until the day comes where he is led 
to Calvary's mountain. Wonder, can you picture that? The Lord Jesus Christ as he peacefully walks up Calvary's mountain. Perhaps you could picture it in your mind's eye tonight, those two thieves who were led up with him. Perhaps kicking and screaming and trying one last ditch attempt to get away, to escape this crucifixion. And yet the soldiers could look to the Lord Jesus Christ and see one who was walking peacefully with his eyes fixed to the Mount Calvary. Why? Because he knew why he came. To die for you and for me. I wonder can you see him tonight. As he willingly lies down on that cross. As he stretches forth his hands. And those soldiers they hammer those nails into his hands and his feet. As that precious blood flowed. That precious blood that can cleanse you tonight. If you'll only come to him. Can you picture it this evening? And as those soldiers would press that crown of thorns upon his head and the blood would flow once more down his face, friend, tonight's for you and it's for me. He came to die. What compassion we see there from our Savior. He loved you so much that he died for you. I wonder, can you grasp that this evening? Can you see the love he has for you? We've seen tonight that you're dead in your sin. You're on your way to a lost eternity in hell. But praise God tonight, the Lord Jesus Christ has made a way for you to be saved. I wonder will you come to him tonight. Hebrews 2 and verse 3 says, How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? It's a rhetorical question because there's no answer. Because you won't. If you reject the Lord Jesus Christ tonight, if you walk out those doors tonight like you have time and time again, bearing in mind this could be your last opportunity, you will not escape the wrath of God. When God has been so merciful to make a way out for you, why would you reject him this evening? Will you not come to the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you not sick and tired of rejecting him? Are you not sick and tired of dodging it? Why would you not just come to him this evening? Lay it all at the foot of Calvary. Friend, tonight, he's here and he's ready and he's willing to save all that will come on to him. I wonder will you come to him this evening? He's ready and willing to save. The hymn goes, whosoever will, whosoever will, send the proclamation over vale and hill. Tis the loving Father calls the wanderer home. Listen again, whosoever will, may come. Don't need to meet any criteria. Don't need to go away and sort this little bit of your life out and then you can come back. No, he says, come. Will you come to him this evening? He's willing and ready to receive you. What if this is your last opportunity tonight? Your last chance to come to him. What if God calls you tonight for the last time? You ever think of that? Are you going to reject him? Are you going to squander your last opportunity? You'll inevitably book your place in hell. 
I don't say that to offend anybody. I don't say that to scare anybody. We're here tonight, friends, with the good news. Jesus Christ is willing, and better so, he is able to save. Don't gamble your soul this evening. It's the most precious thing you have. The Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Folks, tonight you could have all the money in the world, all the fame in the world, and yet compared to your soul it would be worth nothing. Don't gamble your soul tonight. Come to Christ this evening. Come to the one who loves you, the one who died for you, the one who has compassion for you. I wonder will you call upon his name tonight. You say, preacher, that's too easy, too simple. There must be something else. That can't be it. But that is it. It's all done. All complete at the place of Calvary. When the Lord Jesus Christ triumphantly shouted those words, it is finished. Surely our salvation was complete. And praise God, we can read in the scriptures tonight, he sat down at the right hand of God. The work is finished. All that's left for you to do is come. To trust in him. I wonder will you do it tonight. Come to Christ this evening. You know our brother Nigel was speaking at Coke as he was saying last week. And during the children's talk one of the wee boys got up and he said the words of John 3.16. And to everyone else that mightn't have meant much. But as I sat there and I listened to that I thought that was very surreal. When I sat back and thought that such amazing Words could come out of such a young mouth. How amazing it was that a wee boy could utter words that can change lives, words that can change eternal destinies. John 3.16, you all know, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world, that's his love declared. That he gave his only begotten son, that's his love demonstrated. That whosoever believeth in him, that's his love's diversity. Should not perish but have everlasting life. Praise God, that's his love's deliverance. He's able to deliver you this evening. If you'll only come to him. Will you take the opportunity tonight? If you look up at verse 11 where we started our reading this evening, you'll notice... These words, it says, it came to pass. It came to pass. The moment came, but it came to pass. And surely that's like your opportunity tonight. Friend, tonight in the meeting you find yourself in the day of grace. You've still got opportunity to come to the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation. But friend, tonight, could I suggest to you that that opportunity will come to pass. You will not always have a chance to come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Will you not come to the Lord tonight? Will you not seize your opportunity this evening and finally come to the foot of Calvary? Be saved tonight. The hymn says, Pass me not, O gentle Saviour. Hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. Don't let him pass you by tonight, friend. Get right with God tonight. It's the most important message you'll ever hear. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. What will you do with Jesus Christ? Will you accept him?
or will you reject him? To accept him tonight would mean eternal life. To reject him tonight would mean a lost eternity in hell. Will you come to him this evening? Thirdly and finally, quickly, I want you to see the cleansing of the Savior, of the sinner, sorry, the cleansing of the sinner. Verse 14 and 15 says, And he came and touched the bier, and they that bare him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak, and he delivered him to his mother. We see here the cleansing of the sinner. It's important to note here that Christ as the lawgiver himself overrules the Old Testament scriptures here by touching a dead body. You weren't allowed to touch a dead body because it would make you unclean and yet Christ shows such compassion here, such love that he overrules and he touches the young man in order to heal him. What a beautiful picture that is tonight. You and I who are so corrupt, so filthy in our sin. Why would an almighty God want anything to do with us? And yet he came down from the glory and splendor of heaven to die for you and for me. I think that's amazing this evening. What a saviour we have tonight. But tonight you can't call him your saviour unless you come to him. Will you not come to the Lord Jesus Christ this evening? We see here that the Lord was willing. He was willing to save. and he's, he's willing, He was willing to heal this man, but he's willing to save you this evening. Not only is he willing, but he's able. Able to save. He's able tonight to make the way to heaven for you and for me. Will you not come to him this evening? I wonder if you were to be launched out into God's great eternity tonight, where would you find yourself? Would it be in the great glory with the Lord Jesus Christ, with the one who died for you, shed his precious blood for you? Or I wonder, would it be in the flames of hell? Come to the Savior tonight. Don't gamble your soul. Don't walk out those doors tonight without Jesus Christ. Come to the Savior tonight. You come to him, your sin will be washed away. You'll be made ready for heaven, right where you are tonight, right where you're sitting in the pew tonight, if you put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Will you come to him? I wonder, will you make tonight the time in your experience where you finally let Jesus Christ in? After years of rejecting, after years of walking out the door, being unaffected, will you finally come to the foot of Calvary? We see that Christ gives the boy a command here. He says, arise. The Lord Jesus Christ gives you a similar command tonight. He says, come. Come. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. Very well known verse. This is the Lord Jesus Christ speaking and he says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We see here Christ wants you to come to him. 
wants to save your soul, wants to save you from sin, wants to make you ready for heaven. I wonder, are you tired of your sin tonight? Are you tired of it dragging you down? Are you tired of it ruining and corrupting everything in your life? Christ can give you rest today if you'll only put your trust in him. I wonder, have you no peace of mind? I wonder, are you tormented in your mind by the devil? Christ can give you rest if you'll only come to him. Will you come to him this evening? This man, this young man, he listened and he received the words of Christ. And then he got up and he was alive again. He listened and received the words of the Lord. I wonder will there be one in our gathering tonight that will finally listen and receive the word of God. I wonder will there be a miracle in this place this evening. Come to the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. This isn't my message. This isn't something I've come up with. This is the word of God. A message that can change your life, can change your eternal destiny. He says come. I wonder will you come tonight. There was once a young man and he was just finishing high school. Whole life ahead of him. And he was speaking to this elderly man and they got chatting for a while and the elderly man said to the young fellow, he said, well, what's, what's your plans for the future? What are you going to do? The young man said, well, I'm going to head to university, going to get myself a degree. The old man said, great, what then? The young man said, well, see how I get on, I'll maybe push on, try and get a master's, try and get a PhD. Give myself a better chance of getting a better job. The older man said, great, what then? And he said, well, surely I'll, I'll go and get a job. I'll maybe meet a nice girl, get married, settle down. The older man replied once again, great, what then? They said, maybe we'll have children, maybe build a bigger house, buy a bit of land, get a couple of promotions. The older man said again, great. What then? The younger man started to look a bit puzzled and he said, well, I'll build up my money, maybe get some property and then eventually I'll retire. And the elderly man said, great. What then? The young man looked even more puzzled and he said, well, surely I must die. The older man looked him in the eye and he said, what then? What then? What will it be for you in eternity? We spend so much time planning every moment of our life. Who we're going to marry. Where we're going to live. What our job's going to be. Do you ever stop to plan your eternity? What then? Where will you be? If you were launched out into eternity tonight, where would you be? It's easy tonight, friend. You're either in Christ or you're outside of Christ. If you go to the Titanic Museum, you'll walk around and you'll see different bits and pieces that they found, maybe plates and cutlery and stuff. And 
you'll go around and, and get a bit of a history lesson about the Titanic. But when you come round, I've been told, when you come round to the very end, there's a big screen. And there's only two columns in that screen. Saved. Lost. Saved. Lost. Could I put the question to you this evening, friend, when it comes to eternity, when it comes to being in Christ, which column are you in? Are you saved? Or are you lost? What will it be for you tonight? You'll notice here in our passage that the miracle, it was instantaneous. It happened right away. Christ didn't touch the body and then say, wait till tomorrow, put him somewhere safe, and then tomorrow morning he'll be alive again. That would have been as much a miracle in itself. That still would have been a great miracle, but no, it was instantaneous. From the very moment Christ touched the body, from the very moment he said, arise, the man arose. He was alive again. Folks, tonight, if you were to come to the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation on the authority of God's word tonight, it will be instantaneous. John 3.16, we just read it there. It said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You don't have to wait a little while until you prove yourself and then you'll get eternal life. You don't have to wait until you get to heaven to get eternal life. You will have everlasting life if you come to Christ tonight. I wonder, will you come to him this evening? Will you make him your final choice? Will you lay all at the place of Calvary? Will you be made whole tonight? Come to him in saving faith tonight. Be made whole this evening. The end of verse 16, at the end of our reading, it said... God hath visited his people. The people said, God hath visited his people. I wonder, will we be able to walk away from points past tonight? Will we be able to say, surely God hath visited his people? Will you let Christ in tonight? Don't walk out the door again without the Lord Jesus Christ, friend. You could be walking into a lost eternity. Come to him before it's forever and eternally too late. We've seen the corruption of the sinner. We're all in sin. And if you're still in your sin tonight, you're headed to a lost eternity. We've seen the compassion of the Savior, one who loves you. One who loved you so much that he died for you in Calvary, shed his precious blood for you. Will you not come to him tonight? Finally, we've seen the cleansing of the sinner. Christ who is able to make you whole. I wonder will there be a cleansing of sins in this place tonight? I wonder will you be among that number tonight? Will you call on his name? Will you come to Christ this evening? Turn from your sin, be saved, be made ready for heaven. Ready for home. I trust you'll reach out and touch the Lord. Don't let him pass you by tonight. Come to the Lord Jesus Christ. 
time finished, my time's gone. But if you want to speak to me tonight about anything concerning these things, you just say, we'll go away and we'll take the time to talk some more with you. Maybe if you're not comfortable speaking to me, you know someone here, perhaps a friend, someone who's invited you, maybe a family member, speak to them. But friend, tonight, I implore with you, don't walk out those doors without Jesus Christ. Without him, you'll be lost for all eternity. Put your faith and trust in him. A miracle at the gate.